I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be sharing with you lessons I've learned and conversations I've had that will help you become who you want to be together. When you guys fill out surveys or answer questions in the Facebook group, I pay attention. One of the things that you have repeatedly mentioned is how you want to stop all the bickering, fighting, yelling, and refereeing that you do at home. Now, I have a few things that have worked for me over the years with my kids, but honestly, I don't have all the answers. So I reached out to family coaches, authors, and experts that I know and respect to get some answers on this very topic for you. I'm excited to announce that my conversations with them will be available to you as a free pop-up podcast the week of May 9th. We talked about strategies that will help your kids get along, how to handle your kids' big emotions, and understand what's really behind your kids' behaviors. This pop-up podcast is an audio-only event that you can listen to on the go, but the only catch is you have to listen to them before May 13th. That's when the episodes will disappear. You can sign up at buildyourbestfamily.com forward slash pop-up podcast or through the link in today's show notes. Now on to our conversation about finding unshakable peace in an unsteady world. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with Elise Daly-Parker and Jess Carey, and today we are talking about peace in our homes. But before we get started, I'm going to ask my co-hosts, what tip, trick, or product is making your mom life more peaceful? I thought that would be a good question considering the topic. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, it's really been a matter of recalling uh, the the things that God has done um, regarding my children, because I can get worried about them and I can get, um, you know, they're not necessarily making all the choices that I would have wanted them to make. Um, and then I'll, I'll see that he has done miraculous things that I never figured out how he could do. Like I'd look at a, a problem and I'd go, you know, I just don't think it'll ever happen. And God does something. So honestly, that's, that's where I am right now. I'm like, so many things are really good and I don't want to get bogged down. And so I'm just really, um, recalling the good things God has done and knowing that he will do more. Mm, that's good. I love that. My, mine's actually really simple. Um, it's quiet time. So I'm like a voracious content consumer. I'm always listening to worship music or a podcast, or there's always noise sort mm. of in my life. And as of late, I would say probably in the last like six weeks or so, I've just made the conscious decision to turn off the music in the car. So even when I'm driving, I'm driving silently. Uh, I work now with no music on unless I'm feeling really demotivated and then I'll put music on. But it's been really life-giving because it just allows my thoughts to kind of like bubble up and settle in for a minute. So I think sometimes the noise in our lives uh, perpetuates this anxious feeling. Mm-hmm. And so just even just having quiet time has helped me feel more calm, more at peace. Mm. Love that. That's good. Yeah. Well, mine is a product. <laughs> we're going to go, we're going <laughs> to come arrange, on, lay it on us. Range. Um, scented soaps. 
So I, over Christmas, when we were shopping for Christmas presents, we went to anthropology Mm. and I found this soap that smells like peonies Mm, and it just, it like takes me back to like this, like old school smells that you would smell Mm. in my grandmother's house Mm. or um, family members' houses when I was little. And just that smell, I bought one for me, my, my, each of my girls, I bought one for my, my mom, my mother-in-law. And I just, I, I just step into the shower and it just like I'm really getting into those relaxing scents, and I've even started um, nice. burning candles, um, which mm-hmm. I never used to do for the scent. You know, wow. like back in the day, I remember in college, everyone burned candles, candles, but it was like I don't remember them being scented. The people just <laughs> did it to do it. Like I don't, I don't know. I mean, there was. The I incense. remember. No, <laughs> I remember candles from college. They mm-hmm. were like those nasty, cheap cherry smelling candles, <laughs> like just. Everybody on this yeah. call is like, I know what she's talking about. Yeah. They were the worst. Yeah. But now I think there's such great sense. And oh, so, yeah, so yeah. Good. this between the soap and the candles, there is something that just, it sets the tone. Like I'll even put one on. I put them on now before I start working, like before yeah. I start writing and I'll just I put them that. on because it just sets that tone and yeah. the mood and whether, I'm, yeah. So whether I'm working or stepping into the shower, like literally like just breathing in, mm-hmm. um, just that brings me peace. Yeah. It's so, I, you know, I did a, um, it's kind of almost like a little ebook, 31 days to cultivate calm. Mm-hmm. And you, you just named two of them. One is soap. Mm. Like I always, ha- I have seasonal soaps. I love, um, William Sonoma has a wonderful grapefruit scent for the summer oh. and a wonderful like Christmas, you know, not totally Christmas, but warm fir tree kind of thing for the winter. And I love them. And so every Mm. time I, every time I wash my hands, it smells delicious. And then the other thing is, so I don't, you know, I have some in the, in the shower too, but not specifically like that. Yeah. And then candles. I love, I'm burning a candle right now. Oh, what you got there, Elise? What is that scent? This one is fresh Fraser. I love it. Oh, is that like a pine scent? Yep. Yeah, I'm still in my winter sense. I will be moving. I have, so I have a ton of candles and I used to, you know, people give them as gifts. So I used Mm -hmm. to like save them for when I don't know what was going to happen. But now I burn candles all the time and I love it. I love having a scented home. Well, you know what I did? I took all of my candles that only had a little bit left and I turned them into one big candle. I went on Pinterest. Yeah, and I found out how how to like, because I wanted those last little bits. So I got some wicks from Amazon. You put them in boiling water. You let them like kind of melt. And then you get all that wax off the side of the, the glass. Yeah. And um, some of those glasses are actual glasses. Yeah, yeah. So I've yeah. cleaned them up and now they're in my cabinets. Oh, oh, that's awesome. My goodness, all of these tips. You know what I wanted to say about scents? Because you kind of touched on it, Kim, the idea of like, peonies and it reminded you you of your grandmother's house. I think in regards to peace, like really practically, what are those smells that you like send you back to a time where you felt at peace Mm. and maybe start picking some of those up if you're going through like quite an anxious time, you know, Uh, for me, my grandmother wore, get this white diamonds. That was her perfume. And, but Man, my life at my grandmother's house when I was growing up was mm. free and easy. I felt loved. I felt confident. 
you know, like nothing could go wrong. And so for me, when I smell white diamonds, Mm. it is literally like the most comforting scent. So I think that's something to just kind of remind yourself, Hey, what are those smells that, you know, remind you? And can you, can you get a candle? I don't know. It would be difficult to find like a fried chicken candle, but (laughs) if it's out there, they probably have them. They probably have them. You know, I know that if you can, first of all, scent is the one that evokes our memory. um, Yes. The most Mm -hmm. memory. Mm -hmm. And also if you can bring that into writing, it's supposed to be one of the most evocative, um, evocative ways of writing. So well, that's fancy that you said that. Mm-hmm. I am fancy. <laughs> wow. That's good. All right. So what's prompted this episode mm-hmm. about peace and peace in our home is that you guys have written, you've collaborated and curated um, a resource, a book called Unshakable Peace in an Unsteady World. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put you guys on the hot seat tonight because I want to learn more about peace. And obviously we're, we've covered something. We've covered something already. Mm-hmm, we have. <laughs> Quiet time, reframing our thoughts, yeah. sense yeah. around our house. Um, but yeah, I want to hear more about this new project because I think this is something that all the, our listeners can benefit from. I want to mm-hmm. know, first off, like what prompted you to write this? Besides the fact that it's mom life, <laughs> it can be pretty chaotic. You know, yeah, you need peace. Go well, ahead, Jess. We, well, I mean, Kimberly, you're actually part of this group as well. We're all involved in a community called Called Creatives. And uh, Elise and I and two other women, Jody Kanasowitz and Michelle Wilbert, are part of a mastermind, a smaller group of writers. And really the idea of that group was to just provide feedback, encouragement, and support to level up our ministries individually. And about, I want to say like six months into us meeting consistently, I, I believe it was Jody actually was like, you know, mm-hmm. we should do a project together. And we all sort of jumped on the bandwagon of, yeah, we would love to do a collaboration. And then it was, you know, this brainstorm, okay, what topic should we cover? Mm-hmm. And this was in the middle really of the pandemic. And all of us, you know, we're like, we need more peace. Like we are living in chaos, constant pivoting, constant trying to, I don't know, make lemonade out of lemons that keep Mm -hmm. getting chucked at us at light speed. So, you know, (laughs) that's why we decided on the idea of peace. And then it sort of developed from there, Elise, I'll let you know how, or you could share kind of how it blossomed out of that. Well, I mean, basically, Um, As you said, we kind of landed on the idea of peace as something that we all need and as something that everybody was needing and is needing. And um, it it was literally little conversations. Okay, so, okay, so we're going to write about peace. Okay, so can each one of us come up with three stories that are, you know, peace oriented? Can you do a Devo with a, a verse and then a story and then come up with some reflective questions and a prayer? you know, kind of putting it into a format and, but I think we wrote them kind of just scripture. No, I guess I think by the time we actually got down to writing, we had the places, uh, the pieces in place. And then in the meantime, um, Jody had already worked with a publishing company called, okay, so wait, let me back up. The first idea was let's do a PDF that we can all share through our different websites. Mm -hmm. And that was, 
short, short and sweet. We were like something free, something helpful, but short and sweet. You know, but as we started to talk and as we started to write our actual stories and read them through, it just, it became like, oh, this could definitely be a book. And then we talked about sort of picturing certain things and picturing some covers and even talking about colors. And as mm-hmm. I say, meanwhile, Jody had published, uh, had a piece of hers published in um, Milk- Prayer Journal. Yeah, yeah, Milk and Honey Women Prayer Journal. Mm-hmm. And so it was a collection of uh, reflections and then prayer journaling. And the company, the publishing company is called Milk and Honey. Um, Jenny, do you know, can you say her last name? <laughs> I'm going to say it's. Erlingson. Okay. That sounds right. Yeah. Jenny Erlingson. Don't quote me on that, Jenny. So sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Jenny. We'll get it right. Um, So she is, runs Milk and Honey and um, she was, that that, that was it. Everything just lined up. So we decided, all right, well, let's talk to Jenny. Let's have a conversation about what would happen if we did this PDF. And now we're really thinking that we actually want to publish a book. Like why Mm -hmm. not? Mm -hmm. She can do that for us. Let's talk to her about it. So there was an email and then we all talked to her um, on a Zoom. She's in Iceland. She's a missionary family in Iceland. Uh, So that was kind of interesting. And that's really it. One thing led to the next. We decided, no, we're going to legit publish this. Um, And it's got uh, 12 devotionals um, with, as I said, anchor verses, uh, reflective questions, prayer, and a space for journaling. So yeah. that's it. It's really exciting. We're, we're, we're thrilled. We're just mm-hmm. moving forward. And, um, you know, people will have the option of getting a portion of it on our websites. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, cause the- we still, we still wanted to offer, uh, you know, a taster, um, the, the, the prayer journal or the devotional journal actually ended up being a lot longer than we Mm -hmm. expected it to be. Yeah. And so with that, it was kind of like, actually, this is a a significant piece of work. It wasn't just a tiny, you know, Hey, download this three page thing and Mm -hmm. good luck, have fun. So we, we are still going to offer readers, uh, you know, a download of one of each of our stories. Mm-hmm. So essentially they would get four of the devotionals, uh, available, and then they can see, Hey, they're amazing. I want to get the rest of the book. Plus mm-hmm. have all the journal space. Mm-hmm. The reason that I love being part of this project is because there's so many different perspectives on peace. Mm, And what I found is that my personal perspective on peace was uh, bookended. It was actually encouraged and empowered more through seeing the other expressions from the other writers. And I could find myself, I could relate to every single story. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that this devotional journal is going to be something powerful in the hands of the reader. They're going to see the anchor scriptures. They're going to find themselves within the stories that are told. And then those reflective questions, we were really intentional about those so that they're walking away with some thoughts that will actually help settle peace in their spirit. That was the goal. Mm-hmm. So, and then it's sealed. Every single devotional is sealed by a prayer written by the individual woman. Um, so I just, it's so cool. Like I'm just yeah. so excited about it's it. It's one of those things that's been, you know, it's interesting because I've prayed 
for a God adventure for a while because I just love them so much when God just truly takes the wheel and does something that you just don't even think of. Yeah. And that's been what this has been. This this book has just flowed out of us. Um, mm-hmm. I remember Jody, one, um, Jess, one of the stories, as I mentioned uh, in, in our conversations earlier, um, just telling a story, mm-hmm. t- sharing it with you know us on one of the mastermind. And Jess was like, oh, you have to write that down. Yeah. And again, so that sort of came in and um, that's one of the stories that I used. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just became, it really had a life of its own. And I agree. I think it's going to, I think it's a beautiful book and it's um, a very cool experience because we did collaborate in that we, we did share our, our stories with one another. We worked on them, asked questions, yeah. read them out loud. I mean, we really did. It's not just, yeah. um, oh, we'll just throw these three stories in there and you throw your three stories in. It was yeah. true collaboration and we'll continue to be true collaboration as we finalize it and as we get it out into the world. But um, it's really exciting. And it's a very cool thing to see how different people express themselves. You know, sure. like at this point, I could probably read something and be like, oh, that's Jess's. Yeah, that's Jody's. That's yeah. Michelle's. <laughs> um, because we just each have our own style. And I think that yeah. brings sort of breath to the to the work. And, um, you know, again, it's what makes it relatable for for everybody. So yeah, it's really exciting. Can't even believe it, actually. That's awesome. So I like I like that there is different perspectives because I think that um, <clears throat> you know what I found to be true, and and more so like in my marriage is that things that unsettle me doesn't even phase my husband, and mm-hmm. vice versa. And I just mm-hmm. don't understand why he's making such a big thing of this. And it literally will steal his peace. It will it yeah. will cause him a sleepless night, or it will. Um, drive a wedge in between us because he's unsettled about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm wow. just like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Like, what's the big deal? You know? So <laughs> we all experience this sense of unrest mm-hmm. um, in so many different ways. Like, and so yeah, the, I, the idea that, um, you know, and I often think like I've, you know, I share a lot of what I do on the podcast and I think about writing a book eventually. And I do think that I have such a limited insight into the topic of family culture, because I've only experienced a handful of things and there's so many more instances out there. There's so much more to be related about. And I worry that I only have such a narrow perspective. And so in my ideas of creating a book and creating more content for people is really gathering stories from other people so that I can hear what they've experienced and what are their values and what are things are important to them. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I love that you guys have done this and worked together and and pulled these perspectives together. So yeah, it's really while fun. you're while you're working through this process and in the conversations that you've had, what have you found are the common struggles that are pre- that that's preventing our peace? That are the obstacles mm. to our peace. Elise, I'll let you take the lead on this one, friend. Well, I, I just think that um as mom, you know, particularly as as moms, <clears throat> we have a lot of worries. Um, of course, our, our big overarching worry is, are we doing this thing? Well, are we doing it right? Are we going to raise good, healthy, mm-hmm. happy children? <laughs> and of course there's only truly, I, as, as from this perspective, as an older mom, there's only so much we can do about that. You know, mm-hmm. we certainly want to do our best, but 
there's a lot of worry that goes into it. It's very hard. I think it's very hard not to worry. We love mm-hmm. them so much. There's so many forces at work in this world when you're raising children. Um, so yeah, so there's, there's a lot of worry that goes into that. We're concerned about our marriages. We're juggling so many different things now with work. And mm-hmm. uh, a lot of moms have been educating their children at home with, yeah. pan- with the pandemic um, or, or they choose to. Um, and, and then there's even like the bigger picture things like, you know, what kind of a world are our kids going into? There's so much yeah. um, craziness right now. Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, there's no question the evidence is in. Mm-hmm. Our kids are suffering from anxiety. Our, our world is suffering from anxiety. And so, you know, again, we, we, we go along with that. There's a yeah. lot of things that will steal our peace. I think it takes a lot of intention and a lot of work to have peace in this world on, I, on almost every level. <laughs> I love that you, the last thing you mentioned was anxiety. I think that's actually one of the uh, biggest struggles for our world right now is because, and, and I actually had a therapist uh, explain it this way. I thought it was really profound. And she said, anxiety is a fear or a doubt about the future. So you're reflecting too far in the future mm-hmm. and depression is actually looking at the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never heard it described that way. And I just was like, ah, oh, that makes so much sense. But yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's like depression. We have depression because we're looking back, you know, when the pandemic pandemic started and like our whole world flipped upside down and it's like, oh, when's the other boot going to drop? And we can find ourselves dealing with that. And yeah. then the opposite side, like this rush of adrenaline, like trying to prepare ourselves and our families and our kids and everything for this future that is totally unknown. And so you know, we, we need to live right here in the present, you know, and that's one of the elements of peace is that we sort of look at our surroundings and we, we stay present. We stay grounded in this moment. Mm -hmm. Um, we don't look too far ahead. We entrust that to God. Um, we don't look behind us because we can't change that. We can't do anything about it. And just staying in this moment, what can we do now? How can we settle our spirits now? Mm -hmm. How can we um, action or actively pursue peace. And so some of the devotionals talk about yeah. that, that, you know, peace is an action. It's like a verb. You have to go for it. It doesn't, mm. you don't just sit around, you know, in your home and everything's miraculously going to fall into place, light your candles, do your yoga and yay. <laughs> you know, that's, that's actually not lasting peace. Um, it can yeah. be momentary and sometimes we need that. We just need the right. breath, you know, we mm-hmm. just need that moment. But I think the book is more about the building blocks of eternal peace of ongoing peace and mm. where you go to find it and sort of what are the mindsets that we need to change in order to, uh, settle ourselves even in chaos, mm-hmm. uh, because, I don't really think that that's going to change. Right. I think you're right. I think it's kind of, I'm thinking as you're saying that it's being in the world and not of it. Mm-hmm. Having peace in this world requires something outside of ourselves. I, I yeah. certainly feel that way. And yes, again, there are lots of smaller things that we can do that will give us that peace in the moment that certainly help. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. <laughs> the reason it's a devotional is because we rely on God 
ultimately, yeah. you know, he, he is, he is peace. So, um, yeah, my peace I give to you. That's what he said. Like, exactly. you know, exactly. he doesn't give as the world gives. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. What are some other exactly. scriptures or what are some other things that the Bible says about peace? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot, but what are some of your favorites that you've highlighted? Um, I personally love Philippians four, six through seven. That has been a verse of mine that mm-hmm. has literally carried me through some of the worst moments of my life. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your heart, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And what I remember that, you know, reading that, oh gosh, now it's probably 25 years ago or more. And I just was like, oh my gosh, it like literally tells me not to be what I am. And it tells me how. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like, okay, how many, in what situations? Every situation. How? By prayer and petition, by asking, but with Thanksgiving at the same time, with that faith and that knowing that he's mm-hmm. going to do something. And then we are free to present those requests. And then the guarantee is peace that does transcend the world, that does yeah. transcend our worries. And that is literally a cover covering over our hearts and minds. So that scripture to me was a life changer. So intentional, so instructional. And um, I have, you know, gone back to it mm. over and over and over again. Yeah, that's a life scripture for sure. Mm-hmm. For many people, um, certainly for me, at least. But I love that you said it's like through prayer and Thanksgiving, because, you know, okay, full transparency, I don't. I don't know how, if I've said this on the podcast, so sorry if you're hearing this again, but um, about four months ago, my whole life flipped upside down. We lost my father-in-law. Suddenly, my mother-in-law had to move in with us within literally six days of that happening. So it was just utter chaos. And it would be, it was very easy for me to go to a place of, oh, woe is me and you know, what are we going to do with all this mess? Cause it was, and is mm-hmm. still to a certain degree, mm-hmm. but that verse in yeah. every circumstance, I literally got on my face and I'm like, okay, Jesus, <laughs> I'm coming to you because I literally want to eat glass right now. And you have to help me figure out how to do this. And I just started thanking him for the blessings that we had. We had a space for my mother-in-law to live in, mm-hmm. you know, we were able to take her in as in physically healthy, mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, she did have a, a modicum of resource to get her here and get her things here. So it was like out of that being grateful, searching for the silver linings Mm-hmm. that we were able to not just survive it, but I really feel we laid the foundation for us to now flourish out of that tragedy. Mm. So that's kind that's of, beautiful. I think that that's the scripture outworked, you know, in a, in a relatable context. Yeah. Because you do, you just have to, you got to get on your knees and thank God for all the things. Yeah. And even if they are really terrible. Yeah. You know, um, another scripture that I, absolutely love, um, but is so convicting (laughs) is finally brothers rejoice, aim for restoration, comfort one another, agree with one another, live in peace. 
and the God of love and peace will be with you. And that's second Corinthians 13 and 11. And I just love that um, passage because it's basically saying we're meant to live in unity with one another. And, and it goes so far as to sort of say, agree with one another. Now, I don't mm. like that scripture. I don't like that. I'm like, I don't agree with a lot of people. Okay. I, yeah. I'm opinionated. Um, for those of you that know the Enneagram, I'm a challenger. I'm eight. So agreeing with one another is really difficult. But the process of finding agreement actually brings about peace. Mm -hmm. And so if you're willing to sit with a brother or sister that you are, you know, especially when you're in conflict with them and you're able to come to a space of, Hey, you know, I may not see it from your perspective, but I, at least we agree on these, you know, um, pillars or, you know, I, I can agree with most people when we find common ground. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like I may not agree with how another mom disciplines her kids. That wouldn't be my personal style, but I think we both can agree that we're trying to raise confident human beings, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and contributing human beings to society. So you find that common ground and you're like, okay, we agree. Like you're disciplining in your style. I'm disciplining in mine and we can make it work. Yeah. But that's a scripture that I cling to when it comes to peace. It's like trying to find that common ground and you know, honor one another, respect one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how many peace scriptures there are, but I know there's a there's lot. A lot. <laughs> and I also, one of the ones that I love um, is Isaiah 26, three, you will keep in perfect peace in whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you and or she or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Isaiah 26, three, as I said, uh, again, that's, that's like a covering for me. That's a, the big picture one where, it's just like if I keep coming back to the giver of peace, I will find it. Mm-hmm. But honestly, if I stray too far far from that, I will not. That's just, that's my truth. Yeah. Elise, I love that that word is used, steadfast, whose mind is steadfast. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it's, that literally means like fastened to yeah. the yeah. Lord. Yeah. And so, you know, there's so many distractions, our circumstances, like they, they threaten us constantly. They whip us into a tizzy. One of the devos that I um, wrote in the book has to do with the health crisis and anybody that has ever dealt with a sudden or even a long-term malady or illness can relate that that threatens your peace right away. Oh yeah. It, it literally throws the book at you and it's like, Oh, how, how are you going to handle this sis? And so I write about, you know, finding, struggling, getting your mind back to the fact that, you know what, God, God can do the impossible. He is our healer. And even if we are still waiting on our healing, that the, keeping our mind on the Lord and on God's ultimate power mm-hmm. actually can help settle us as we go through it. Oh yeah. And and that's what I think is important about, you know, the devotional. It it, it attacks a lot of different uh, threats to our peace mm-hmm. and different ways uh, that we can go about it. And like Elise said in the beginning, every single passage. So there are 12 peace scriptures uh, in the book, in the uh, devotional 
and it'll give you a lot of reflection on how that relates to your life. So yeah, love it. Very applicable. Mm -hmm. That's good. You mentioned things like steadfast. You talked Mm -hmm. about ongoing peace. You talked about the command to live in peace. And so how much do our habits and the practical things we do play a part in that? Well, we, we, we have to make them (laughs) play a part in that, you know, Um, I think, I think that, um, again, it's one of those pieces, something that can be taken very easily and very quickly. Um, You know, I think about, we've, we've talked about a few things right now, but there's also like that, that expression, um, uh, what is it? comparison is the thief of joy. Well, comparison is the thief of peace, mm-hmm. people pleasing. Um, and you know, there's so many things. So, you know, practically speaking, um, I know, I know I, I absolutely have to be plugged. As I say, for me, my, my true source of peace is God. And so how do I make sure that I'm plugged in? I that quiet time. I, I have to have either quiet time, Bible study, something intentional mm-hmm. so that I am spending time with this God. Now, for me personally, it's also about knowing who God is. Like we can learn a lot about who God is by studying the Bible. And I did I had not grown up in a church that where I studied the Bible. So when I joined Moms in Prayer, which is a prayer group where you literally meet for an hour each week to pray for your children in schools. I know Kimberly's in a group. Jess, I don't know. Are you in a group? Yeah, but it's a big international ministry. And I was a part of it when it was actually a small ministry. Um, But regardless, we come together and we pray the four steps of prayer, praise, uh, confession, thanksgiving, and intercession for our children and schools. And in doing so, I was taught how to use the scriptures to do that. Mm-hmm. And in learn and in using the scriptures to to pray, I learned who God was. And because I know who God is through his word and through prayer, that is that's where I go for my peace. Mm-hmm. Praying with a group of moms yeah. week after week. I was in at different times in my life, I was in three different groups, three different prayer groups a week. For my four children, because like mm. you do it according to school, Scores, or at least yeah. we used to do it a lot more that way. The power of coming together and praying for our children is so real. And you know, you're having you're having a tough time, you're worried about some big things, little things, whatever. And you've got another mom who is as invested in praying for your child as you are. That brought great peace to me when I was raising my children and worrying about all kinds of things and getting ready for college and all those kinds of things. So I would say, um, you know, again, a lot of God, a lot of plugging into God, praying with my spouse. I really highly recommend that. I think there's great power there. Um, I also, you know, one of the stories that I tell in the book is literally saying to the Lord, please show me where you are. And I have seen God time and time again, when we are, are asked, and when we ask that prayer, when we ask that, when we have that plea and we have that need, I, I believe God shows up. I've certainly experienced it. And again, have to read the story in order to find out what he did, but it was very cool and very clear. 
<laughs> and um, yeah, and also like, you know, just kind of one of the ways that I had peace, especially when I was in the in the middle of raising my children. And again, yes, I've got the pandemic, but it, I am not living the way you guys are right now. Mm-hmm. There's so much more that you're dealing with that will steal your peace. Um, I filled my mind in whatever way I could. So it would be maybe listening to listening to some, a devotional, listening to music, um, really, you know, blocking out some of the stuff that was really stealing my peace from me mm-hmm. and filling myself intentionally with things that um, that really brought me peace and and including friendships, relationships, having yeah. people to talk with. And yeah, so all those things. Yeah. So I'm just going to pull out some of those practical things that you've said, because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and and <clears throat> this relates to what you said earlier, Jess, about like making space for peace. Like you've mm-hmm. chosen the places where you shut away the noise. And yeah. and at least you made a habit of consistently making space to engage with these women to pray. Mm-hmm. And I think about, um, you know, even from my perspective that, um, you know, the conversations that we have, like Moms in Prayer has four steps and it's a, a it's meant to last an hour, you know, so that you don't, you know, you honor everyone's time. Um, but there is relationship that's developed over time. And as you mm-hmm. share Absolutely. things with one another, and as you pray with one another, you are creating space to, yeah. to talk, which is super important when it comes yeah. to peace. Um, I know sometimes when I actually vocalize some of the things that I'm struggling with, they don't seem so big and scary anymore. So having mm. a safe place. Um, sure. So yeah, making space, being consistent, um, and talking with others in that community is important. Yeah, I think that's so tr- so important, Kimberly, airing out what's going on in our head. I mean, when mm-hmm. we stay in our heads and we have a worry, we can start to lose sleep. We can go down the tube. It's, mm-hmm. it's bad. So uh, I, think that's, I think that part of it is so important to speak mm-hmm. it out, to write it out. The, you guys- that becomes less. Sorry, there's like a, there's a quote and I actually don't know the quote, so I'm sorry, but (laughs) it's something to the effect of, you know, victory is not when you set foot on the battlefield, it's actually in the training ground beforehand. Mm. Um, And so I feel like to have unshakable peace, we have to form these habits, you know, we have to put in place uh, the activities that bring us peace that when chaos comes, when the threat to our peace shows up on our doorstep, we're not standing there going, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so we, we buy devotionals about, you know, securing our peace. We pray with other people. We determine what, when do we feel at peace? You know, in our day to day, do we have moments? Do we have time set aside where we're we're spending time with God alone, that we feel at peace, that we have that sense of a settled spirit. And if we don't, guess what? That's a that's a gap in our armor. And we really need yeah. to start putting those practices, those disciplines in place so that chaos and circumstance doesn't swipe our peace, you know, for a, a chunk of time. I mm-hmm. think having that momentary, like, oh, I feel quite unsettled is normal. Yeah. And so for all the moms out there, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm always feeling like I'm in chaos. You know, if you have that for a moment, but then you are able to return to a peaceful sort of attitude and you can kind of get back into a rhythm, that's just life, you know. But if you have those habits in place, 
then you're prepared, you're more prepared Mm -hmm. to walk out a life that has the signature of peace on it. So that's kind of, I think that's why the devotional was so fun to do because I got to hear how three other women found Mm -hmm. peace and where Mm -hmm. they found it. Like Mm -hmm. Elise has a story. I remember um, it was just kind of being like I was talking about earlier, being present and seeing the beauty around her. And I won't give away all the details, but (laughs) that was super eye-opening for me to remind myself, cause I'm just like, go, go, go. You know, I barely have time to choke down my espresso as I'm like running out the door. <laughs> and so it was just a good reminder. Look up, look around you. Yeah. Be, be present in the moment. So I got more tools in the devotional, like Absolutely. how these other women found their peace in the stories and it was great because I'm like, ooh, got another tool in my toolbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I loved about it. And kind of, yeah. kind of, like I said, prayer and and people and all that are part of that arsenal. Yeah, I think there's, I think um, part of what our stories do well is both inspire and there's mm-hmm. some practicality really involved mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I love that you talk about laying that foundation tools in our toolbox. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been journaling for years and I'm not, I, I mean, I'm consistent. I would say big picture consistent, not consistent every day. Right. Um, but one of the things I do like to do is just sort of like dump everything that's bothering me. And I had something that happened recently and I just knew if I could just get to my journal and just sort of process and have a place to just kind of let it out, examine it and not Mm -hmm. have it all like Mm -hmm. bottled up and stuffed down. Like I didn't want to talk to anybody about it. I didn't mean to like, I did pray about it. Um, but just once I could get to my journal, cause I wasn't home. Um, it was such a release, but again, yeah, that's so a habit that I have cultivated over time. Right. And, yeah. and even this particular instance, it, it felt very vulnerable to write things down on the page, but mm. like, I had, I've practiced doing that over the years. Sometimes it's easier than others, but knowing that this is a tool and then I can go to it, um, kind of in the midst of it allowed me to just go, I'm going to have time to process this. It's just not this in this moment. And I was able to like, know that there will be a time and a place when I can resolve this within myself. And so, um, just even knowing that I have those tools, Mm -hmm. I think brings peace to me in a situation. Yeah. That, even as you're yeah. anticipating using it. Yeah, yeah, sure. You're like, you know, that you, for you, journaling is really going to help mm-hmm. you navigate this. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, do, do you, do either of you guys do the three pages, the artist's way? Do you know that? that I know, the, about I know it, the book. I, I actually had the book, but I don't, I don't do the three page. The yeah. Three and yeah. I don't either. Um, I mean, I, I, I wish I did cause I think it's brilliant, but when I am really stressed and when I feel like I've tossed and turned at night, cause there's been a lot going on, I'm like, okay, I, sh- I need to do those three pages and what I do it? them. Tell us what it is. Again. So it's just three pages of a brain dump. It's like the first mm-hmm. thing you do when you get up in the morning and you just start writing and it comes out. I mean, it just, as you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a, difficult technique. I'm sure there's guidelines that I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, including, mm-hmm. but again, it's the artist's way, um, is the name of the book. I cannot remember the author, but we can figure that out. Um, a lot of people have read it. Um, a lot of people like in hope writers and probably called mm-hmm. creatives as well. 
Um, but her first, this is a teacher who was doing all these workshops. And then finally somebody said to her, you, you got to get all you this write stuff a book. in a book. Yeah, yeah. Like you, Kimberly, somebody's going to say to you, you got to get all yeah. that stuff in a book. So um, that's one of the first things. You know, the artist way is about living a life that's more artistic, more creative. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the first techniques and tools she teaches in the book. So I did get that far in the book. And she's just like every day, three pages, just yeah. brain dump, journal, handwrite. Um, and I've got, you know, I've got the journal next to my bed. And it's just <laughs> helped me like work out details of yeah. some of the business things I'm working on. Because, you know, sure. that's another thing that goes on yeah. in our head. Or I've been able to talk about some of the relation, whatever. Nobody's going to read. I will destroy that journal. I will destroy that because I don't want anybody to read that. Um, I mean, I want to be able to really like dump and that is, yeah. yeah, And it's just three pages of free writing. That's really what it is. Uh, Kimberly, I love you touched on something that I think is really key vulnerability. Mm -hmm. So when we feel like when we feel vulnerable, our behaviors and how we're able to process that vulnerability can actually determine a lot of our outcomes, whether or not they're peaceful or they actually generate a lot more chaos in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like you said, at least brain dumping some, you know, even some of our toxic thoughts, just getting them out and saying, recognizing them. Yeah. I have um, fessing, fessing up to them. I have a very close friend who works with foster children and foster care and adoption. So a lot of like abandonment stuff. And she actually came to me and told me that science has proven that those that bottle up, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the traumas and the hurts and the the toxic emotions that they have, um, unfortunately, that has a knock on effect in your physical health and your well being mm-hmm. and your mental health, all the things. So she said, "Hey, if you're going through it, you just need to, you know, talk to someone and get it all out." She's like, "Just call me." She's like, "I hear everything." She's like, mm-hmm. "I'm a vault. You can just call me anytime." And I think that allowing mm. ourselves to be really vulnerable mm-hmm. in circumstances that threaten our peace mm. is a tool that we all need. And whether that's someone we can talk to, mm-hmm. that we can trust, mm-hmm. or that's a journal that we plan on burning, you know, <laughs> whatever it is, um, find those mechanisms where you feel free enough yeah. to be vulnerable. That's right. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that there's a natural inclination for you to think that peace isn't vulnerable, that peace holds it all together, that peace doesn't expose. Mm. And um, it's really good. I I don't, Mm. you know, that's not true. Like, that's Mm -hmm. not true peace that is uh, putting on a good face or putting a band aid on it. Yeah. Um, When really we just need to, like, like, literally, like, flush it out of our system. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. And I think, you know, it's funny that you say that, Kimberly, because I think it's a little bit like, we're kind of like, as Christians, we should have peace always Uh Mm -hmm. because we know the end of the story and that kind of thing. So there's (laughs) a layer of shoulds going on. Oh, come on. Shooting all over ourselves, (laughs) as they say. Um, And and that, I think that keeps us from being vulnerable about it because we're Mm -hmm. like, I shouldn't feel this way. I know who God is, but... I still have to literally get to the end of myself and go, okay, okay, I can't, I can't do this. You've got to help me. That's, that's 
you know, that's definitely one, one, or, one or more of the times when I have received God's peace, when I've just released the reality of yeah. what, mm-hmm. what I'm dealing with mm-hmm. and, and the inability to actually control it. I, I just need you, God, to like, you know, I'm willing to give mm-hmm. it to my, to give you my brain and my body and everything. Yeah. And it, it's an exchange. And he does, he does. I want to mention a, a, a topic that has to do with this whole like idea of Christians should remain in perfect peace. You know, it's like, I also believe that God gives us holy unrest sometimes, mm-hmm. especially when he's trying to motivate us towards something or we're in a circumstance that he's like, okay, the, this is not like a warning. Like sometimes you get that wholly unsettled feeling Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's not always a bad thing. Right. Sometimes that's a prompting that you need to make a shift or a change. Mm -hmm. And again, so this goes back to your disciplines of how do you find peace? How do you surrender what's God's to him? And then you, you know, remain obedient in the other areas. So I, I think, be aware that there's a difference between feeling totally unsettled in utter chaos and having, you know, that versus just this holy unrest. They're, they're kind of like two different things. I think when your peace is stolen, then you, you can kind of be in this constant pattern of anxiousness and uncertainty and doubt and fear and worry but holy unrest just gives you that sort of like something doesn't feel right here. And, and that's a different emotion. So mm-hmm. be, be aware of that and, and pray God, if this is you just prompting me to do something, then can you make that clear? You know, can you yeah. help me help a friend tell me what I'm supposed to do? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. I think yeah. sometimes we, we can confuse the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do think that like when we're vulnerable and when we experience unrest, you know, mm-hmm. God is good. There are mm-hmm. times when he is bringing things to the surface that he wants to heal in my yeah. life. And if I yeah, am like true. cool as a cucumber <laughs> going about life, like there's yeah. no, there isn't an opportunity for that to be revealed in me. True. And true. even going back to this instance that I referenced earlier, I, I, I was vulnerable in my writing things down and going, fine. All right. All right, God, you know, and he just Mm -hmm. showed me what he wanted to heal in me. Um, And I hesitate to say change because change, like, it's not about me changing or becoming better or being better. It's about like, where is this coming from? Why did you respond the way you responded? Mm. Why are you feeling the way you're feeling? All right, let's let's get to the root of that. Yeah. And so, oftentimes, when I do make space, like like you said, whether it's in the car, quiet on my mm-hmm. own, writing in a journal, like God, it's going to show me something that I can that's going to speak to my heart and that's mm-hmm. that's going to bring healing and that's really going to bring that peace, right? But in a yeah. way that is loving. And actionable, compassionate, and yeah, revelatory too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I, I also love Kimberly, and I again, I've known you a long time, and I've seen mm-hmm. you be, go through this process before. Like, y- it's really good that you go to the root um, because I think it's it's easy not to. Sometimes it's easier to just kind of go, God, give me the band aid, give me your peace. Mm-hmm. Um, when instead, really, I think it is a very valuable thing to say, why is this rattling mm-hmm. me so? Mm-hmm. What's at the root of this? 
often we know at the root is fear. Mm-hmm. We're afraid of something. What am I, what am I afraid of? Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and, and where, again, what is the root? Is there, you know, literally those deeper abandonment issues or, mm-hmm. um, you know, rejection or whatever, yeah. rejection, yeah. Mm-hmm. T- mm-hmm. feeling not just fear of, of being left out, but actually being left yeah. out or not preferred or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. So I think that's, a really, really important thing to remember that when we do feel that unsettling, there are definitely times when it's like, okay, I need to dig into why. Mm-hmm. And that is a deeper work than yeah. um, what we may hope for. We may hope that God will just take away the, the pain, take, stop mm-hmm. the bleeding, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is, take yeah. away the worry, take away, help, just help me take over my mind. When sometimes, yeah, he's, he's like, actually, you're feeling this way because I, I have a deeper work to do. And if you'll let me at it, I will yeah. tell you. Yeah, that's it. If you'll let him at it, then you're going to be in a different place on the other side of it. Exactly. But I, yeah, peace takes work. That's yeah, another, that's another it's, theme. It's like peace takes work. It does. It mm-hmm. does. Well, a change of any kind, you know, uh, the, the fact, you know, I know there's, some, again, I feel like, in, in some Christian circles, it's not okay to talk about self-development, personal, but, you know, but I think it's always okay to talk about that because mm-hmm. I believe God puts us on a journey. He doesn't, he doesn't stick us on earth and go, here you go. You don't have to grow. You don't have to change. I'll do all that for you. No, it's, we are constantly evolving. I mean, I hope I'm a little better today than I was yesterday, you know? And so again, that's where those questions come in. Why am, why am I allowing this to steal my peace? Like I remember just one, I had a situation with one child that brought me fear. It had, I had kind of resolved it. And now the next child was doing something that was bringing me fear. And I had to, to really recognize that second fear was loaded by the first fear. Mm-hmm. And so the peace that was stolen was loaded, you know, and, and just that simple, that simple experience of like going, okay, it's like projection. You're like dumping the, the old, the old worry onto the new worry Mm -hmm. and it just gets bigger. So it's like, okay, let me going back to just what you've said many times. Let me get in this moment. This is this child, this Mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. I don't need to get hysterical (laughs) based on what, what's happened before or what I was worried about (laughs) happening before. Amazing. How do I know? <laughs> yeah, how do you know? Elise? Come on. <laughs> Tell us. And then the other thing is too, sometimes it's just a matter of, oh, I'm really not trusting God here. Yeah. Come sometimes on. it's just he's going, uh, hello. Mm-hmm. You know, remember me? I'm your God and I <laughs> am bigger than all mm-hmm. these things. And you've you've forgotten that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think multiple times in the Bible, God is like, remember what I did then remember what I've done. And yeah. I, I think peace I've, I've developed peace or chased after lived peace by rehearsing what God has done in the past, bringing it yeah. back to my remembrance. Oh, remember when I thought this was the end of the world and I woke yes. up the next day, well, I'm going to wake up tomorrow, you yeah. know, because God <laughs> yeah. is on the throne yeah. and, um, yeah, just reminding ourselves um, 
of what he's doing, what he's already mm-hmm. done in our lives. And then like mm-hmm. looking with anticipation of how he's going to take us through whatever situation we're in, how he's yep. going to resolve what we're going through or what he's looking to do in us. And so mm-hmm. that idea of like stopping and intentionally, yes, taking those thoughts captive, mm-hmm. but then actively like focusing on what, what has he already done? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that, Kim. I, so I have in a box in this closet, actually. Um, so I wish I could show you, I'd turn my computer around, but mm-hmm. I have a wall of prayers. I I pray for my family. I pray for my kids. I pray for, you know, people call me all the time. Hey, can you pray for? I'm like, yep. <laughs> and on the wall, it goes post-it note. And, but when that prayer is answered, then I write a date on it and I put it in my victory box. I have a victory mm, box in this closet. That. And so, like you said, you rehearse your victories. So in a season where you're still fighting something, it's like, look back and say, yeah. oh, look, he's faithful here. He's faithful here. He's faithful here. Mm-hmm. He's faithful here. Mm-hmm. And, and throughout the Bible, he, he gave us the Bible with all of his faithfulness as well. But I think those reminders in your own life mm-hmm. are really powerful. Yeah. You yeah. know, they, they actually set the stage for your next season. Mm-hmm. They um, do. This, this season that, you know, uh, my mother-in-law and my whole family are in at the moment, we were just chatting about this the other day and we kind of chuckled to ourselves. We were like, man, God trusts us a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we kind of chuckled and we said, I don't want to know what the next season is going to look like, but Mm -hmm. we recognize that the, the mental hurdles and the way in which we progress through this season will actually set us up for the next challenge. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's just to help other people that are going through it, Mm -hmm. but God doesn't waste any no, of your pain. He, does not. he doesn't That's waste right. any of the circumstances if you allow him to. Mm-hmm. And so I love that, Elise. You're like opening ourselves up, being vulnerable, letting God dig out the root of our unsettled heart. Mm-hmm. And, and then we can move forward and, and really help other people do that mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. All right, <laughs> practical steps biblical principles. Um, any last thoughts? Anything well, buy the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least said it. <laughs> I mean, we're really excited about this project. Um, we think it will be really helpful. It's a work of the heart, of course. And mm-hmm. um, seriously, we're excited about it. We hope stop by our websites mm-hmm. and, you know, it's download what we're offering there mm-hmm. and consider getting the book because It'll have really, it's going to be beautiful and it'll have some really nice journal pages. Mm-hmm. So I, I would also say if you're not a subscriber to build your best family, uh, that is a really good place for you guys to start. It's one of my favorite podcasts. I mean, obviously I'm a co-host on it, so I'm biased, but, <laughs> um, but, but I have to say the practical, like in information and the different speakers that Kimberly you're able to have on mm-hmm. have really equipped me to build a life and to have a life that is far better than I could have done on my own. So that's another thing. Subscribe to this podcast. Start Good there. Job. I agree. Good one. Love this. Look at these <laughs> recommendations. And we'll link to the book and how to how to find your sites in the show notes so that people know exactly where to go mm-hmm. to find that. Mm-hmm. All right. This was awesome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. 
If you'd like to connect beyond the podcast, you can find me over on Instagram. It's my favorite place to hang out and share the ups and downs of everyday life, what we get right and what we get wrong too. You can find me at, at Kimberly Amici, and you can find the podcast at, at Build Your Best Family. Remember, family culture is not about perfect, it's about purpose. <laughs>